Welcome to Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy, episode 137. Once again, recording from Henny's loft. <laughs> yes. It's not, not like a loft like you're thinking loft in like New York City. Like, you know, I have like a loft apartment. It's not that kind of loft. But what would that be? I don't Isn't know. Isn't that what this is? No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I actually think if it's a whole apartment, we're just in a room in your condo. Right. Which like, happens to be a loft bedroom. It's not like a loft apartment. Your whole apartment is not a loft. Correct. But I don't know. I, I just sounds, it like sounds like kind of bougie and uh, kind of posh right. and like trendy. So, you know? Like your South American estate. Exactly. <laughs> that, is exactly. Real, that is really just a place to stay that yeah. happens to be in South America. Yeah. And gotcha. so And so for those who are listening, you may hear like another like, it's it's not it's not background noise that you're hearing because you may have heard like a little bit of a chuckle and almost somebody wanting to speak but then waiting to speak because they hadn't <laughs> been introduced yet. And that's because today we are very excited to have uh, Steph, also known as Stepharoo, <laughs> yes, joining us. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Ne- never before on Beyond the Weight have we had a guest, and now two weeks in a row, exactly guests. Yes. It's, don't count on a guest next week. It's not happening. Don't, don't get used to it. Never say never. I said I'd never, I was never going to run another marathon, and that then I true. ran two more. That is true. So you can never say so never. So there may be a guest next week. Or may not. But I don't think there will be. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but we do have the lovely Steph with us. Well, it's so fun to be with you girls today. And I would still argue that I could be background noise. So (laughs) (laughs) we shall see. Baby doesn't go in the corner. No, nobody puts baby in the corner. (laughs) So it does feel, however, I will tell you, as a person who does not typically have a lot of girlfriends. It does feel very estrogen filled <laughs> to be in this tiny little loft bedroom secluded with our microphone and three women chit chatting and, and having a good time does feel very girly. But there has been no braiding of hair. No. And no pillow fights. No. no. And no. And, and no baby doll pajamas. <laughs> no. So we that, can put that to bed. That is all true. But 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 we do have bold lips. We do. We do. Thanks for indulging me. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Steph. So we knew that Steph was coming, and and so and so she, so I think maybe Sandy had said to her like that there there you know you'd have to wear a bold lip to come, and so Steph was like oh of course of course, and so I said well I kind of feel like we all need bold lips. And so Steph comes, she's like, well, I'll bring a couple options. Couple. Great. Because <laughs> I have I have one contain like one container. container. <laughs> I have one tube of lipstick. No, one tube of lipstick. I'm sorry, but Burt's Bees does not, <laughs> does not count. That does not count as lipstick. I'm not talking about Burt's Bees. I, I have one tube of red lipstick (gasps) that I used two or three years ago as part of a Halloween costume. I knew you were going to say that. And you know what? I saw that picture and that was hashtag scary as shit. Because I was was the clown from It. And so I had my lips were red and then I had like red on my face with the lipstick. And I mean, it was a great shot. But that is the only... That is the only lipstick that I own. So Steph says, well, I'll bring a couple of options. Great. 
So she gets here and she's like, and so both Sandy and I are like, we're ready for our, you know, our makeover. Like Sandy says, lip me, (laughs) which I think is lingo for like, put lipstick on my face. I don't know. And maybe it's something else. No, it's, no, it's different than when I say to Phil, don't lip me. Because when Uh Phil is very serious, his whole lip, like he, and, and you know, and sometimes he does it. And it's not, you're not supposed to be the recipient. He may be retelling a story of somebody that got the lip, but you get the lip also. So then I don't lip me. This was a different meaning. Completely. It's also hanging a lip. Like hanging a lip. Oh. Oh, like pouting. Yeah, don't hang a lip. Yeah. I I also like that. I can use that (laughs) on the regular with my students. ready for our lipstick we're ready for our little mini makeover and so i think steph's brought a couple of options so i'm fully expecting like two or three different lipsticks it's to a come tube out. it's called a tube of lipstick honey right thank you <laughs> this is what i'm expecting then she brings out a bag and it's like she's literally like one lipstick comes out another comes yeah. out another comes out. i think there might have been 12 shades yeah maybe and she's like so which one would you like and i'm like like, I don't even know where to begin with such a thing, mm-hmm. with such a question. They all look like shades of red, pink, and purple. They all look lovely. Like, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to pick. Yeah. So here is a question. Here's a truly serious question yeah. for you. How do you pick what color you're going to wear? Mood. Or what I'm wearing. Like, okay. today, today, like, that was not a coincidence that no. the no. turtleneck and the lip match. Matchy, no. matchy. And, and the like eye. It. No. That, that was... There was like some it. thought. We don't have the time. Is that what it is? Or we're too lazy? Lazy, 100%. Yeah. Because I think if you, I think you do, like, it takes how long to put lipstick on. If you're putting lipstick on yeah. yourself, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute, like, I think you have the time. I'm just really too lazy. Yeah, me too. That's fair. <laughs> I'm lazy. I'm not as lazy as you are when it comes to that because I actually no. will if I'm going out once in a while. You will. Yeah. But I won't be like putting, like redoing it or anything. No. It's, it's like on and then that's it for the day. I've seen you wear makeup. Yeah, yeah. Wait, well, I remember okay. the, one of the first time I'm like, you actually wear makeup. Yeah, so I used to, pre COVID, I used to wear eyeshadow and mascara every day. Yeah. Uh, not on the weekends, but like every school day. Mm-hmm. It was part of my like getting ready to go to school like routine I think you know what I think I always liked the color of my eyes Mm. and so I used to wear eyeshadow like a light colored eyeshadow with a dark mascara to like draw attention to my eyes and then when I stopped leaving the house something died I stopped doing it because I'm like looking at your eyes I'm like oh man like these gold and like sort of brown tones would just make your eyes go bananas and that's what i used to use yeah. i used to use like a almost like a champagne color yeah. eyeshadow yeah. yeah would totally make your eyes but go i haven't done that since i think i haven't done that since the pandemic oh lord i have so many palettes that are just screaming your name <laughs> and brushes that are just longing to glide across your cheekbones <laughs> another day <laughs> uh, I mean maybe I'll have to bring the eyeshadow back it, it truly it's and that's why you say like is it that we don't have time no like because like and the and the thing is like I have this eyeshadow brush and I literally like I don't even need to look in the mirror I just like you brush have the eyeshadow this and I go like eyeshadow this. brush correct okay 
You should see. <laughs> She's got them like they're, it's like holsters. Well, <laughs> well I mean, that's not beyond the realm of possibility. I think that's a great idea, actually. I do have a roll, but I have them in compartments. Mm-hmm. One section is for like face brushes, powder, blush, bronzer, whatever. And then right. another one is shadows for eyes. And another one is usually shadows for eyes or face brushes that are on a shorter handle because, you know. You gotta be prepared. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> for whatever. I'm, I'm not sure what well, you prepare for. Some people prepare for earthquakes. <laughs> Others prepare for eyeliner emergencies. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. Okay, so while we were having brunch, mm-hmm. And then, no, we, I was actually after brunch when Stefaru was putting your okay. lipstick on. You opened up your mouth to get the lipstick on, <laughs> and this noise came out. It's like, it's like, that it's was not, not the noise. <laughs> so, okay, if anybody can tell us, because none of us know, it's not a burp. No, it's like. It's like a gurgle that emerged. It's like yeah. a mergle. I don't know what the sound is. I I would call it a gurgle, but like you do think of a gurgle as like yeah. like your stomach gurgles, and that wasn't the sound because it, it comes from your throat. It comes from your throat, but it sounds like a stomach gurgle. Yeah, and so like, that's exactly yeah, what happened. Really, so I opened my mouth so that <laughs> I opened my mouth so that Steph could put lipstick on, and then this gurgle emerged. And so like right away, I said, "Excuse me," even though it's not a burp, but like. What else are you supposed to say? Like, I think you're supposed to say, excuse me. I don't know. It's <laughs> weird when a bodily sound comes out of you. And so then, uh-huh. so Sandy says, well, what's that called? I'm like, I don't know, a gurgle? Like, I don't know what it's called. And so then... Then I had to ask about, because right away then I was thinking about other noises that we don't really know. And I'm like, like what about a vaginal fart? <laughs> and then that went down a rabbit hole. And that went down a rabbit hole, because then I had to look, like, then we, we none of us really knew. What, what is that? I... I don't know. It's yeah. different than a regular fart. Okay, so same area of the body. But that comes you, from there. but you made it sound like it was the worst thing possible. I'm not convinced. Nice. Like, for me, if gas is coming from your crotch, it doesn't really matter where it's coming from. Like, it's all a little gross. Okay. Like, it's coming from your butthole, it's coming from your vagina. Like it's a, coming from your mouth, and sometimes the, the, the gas oh. coming from your mouth is, is also over, gross. Especially if you've just had Cheerios, like Cheerio burp. No, sausage right? burp is worse. Sausage burp is worse. Sausage uh, cart burp. Oh, that'll do it, yeah. I mean, it tastes great coming Street down, <laughs> but it just, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, it's right? true. You're going to yeah. taste that for, like, at least a day. necessarily yeah. want to eat it over again. So, so anyway... A vaginal fart okay. is actually called queefing. Yes. Yes, I knew I'm, that. I've heard that. Yes, I've heard that. that. <laughs> and you're like, yes, yes, I already know that <laughs> in my vocabulary. <laughs> so queefing is, is also known as the sound or feeling of air escaping your vagina. It's often lumped in with farting, but they are two entirely different beasts. Mm-hmm. A queef is not a fart. Because mm-hmm. farts come from your butt. Yeah. And queef is the little sound of air rushing out your vagina. Well, but isn't that what a fart is? Air is just yeah, like it's it's escaping. the same thing. It's just coming from a different place. Which no, what a fart smells or most not, of the no, most of the time smells. A, a vaginal is not a vaginal fart doesn't smell. <laughs> <laughs> it says a queef is an odorless, trapped okay. air pocket that has nothing to do with your diet. 
put a fart dust. Okay. 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 That's That's the distinction. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Queefs happen when air is pushed into and trapped in the vaginal canal. Okay, well. It's just physics. Okay, but what is interesting, because that is a, a actually a very clear distinction that, that it's not related to diet. It's not no. related to anything that you've consumed. No. Which makes sense, yeah. because it's not part of your digestive no. tract, so it shouldn't be related to diet, but interesting. Yeah. Okay, so then what is this gurgle situation that happened to me? Because then yeah. we were I didn't laughing. Look that, I didn't look that up, because I just... Because you I went, went down into the rabbit into... Exactly. So, <laughs> so this is... So before we even started recording... Steph was like, okay, so like, how does this go? And so I sort of laid it out. I said, here's the plan. And maybe I shouldn't have said this because what I said was, so we'll open and we'll talk about something nonsensical. And then, <laughs> and, and so maybe by saying that I opened the, opened the door. To- or open Pandora's box. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> All right. So... That was the nonsensical piece. That was. Now, now, now we move something. on. Right. Okay, so there are a couple of things that we're really excited about talking to you, Steph, because um, number one, we've just finished a, like, I don't know, so I could call it a series, I guess, on our podcast of going through Dr. Foster's book, The Shift, and I know that you've just finished the book. <laughs> so maybe we can start there and we can get some of your main takeaways or things that you really appreciate or things that you questioned or anything you know related to the book yeah i thought i mean overall the book was and it's funny because i was i was re-listening to the last few episodes when i was out yesterday and had gone back in time so that you were just starting to talk about the book again Mm. and i was like yeah when i opened up the book it's like uh, okay, is this like a golden reader book from childhood that the font is huge yes. and the spacing is big and, and is it going to be light and fluffy? And and I think it, it clearly it was not light and fluffy. Yeah. It was written to be accessible and I think that's really important. I, I do think though that people who aren't part of the WW world or the Dr. Gary Foster fan club as Mm. so many of us are may look askance at it. They may Mm. not, I don't know that they can really appreciate the depth of the research that's been done Mm -hmm. and really the significance of what your mindset does in terms of your journey. And I think that when you I agree 150% that um, in not just in a weight loss or a health journey, that your mindset is, I mean, certainly for me, I just think it is the number one thing you've got to get your head around. Because once you've got that down, I think everything else tends to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, um, you know, having the idea of being kind to yourself um, in order to take better care of yourself and self-compassion is definitely the way to go in terms of meeting your goals um, whether it's to lose weight or just to feel better physically physiologically just in everything mm-hmm. I think um, he really lays it out clearly and including the the case stories of the individuals his mm. patients I think that really um, I think that helps make the entire theory of being kind to yourself 
in all those different ways of changing the way you think, changing the words you use, that makes it, I hope, reach more people than just the WW community. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I would agree that I'm sure it was a, uh, a, 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 there was a lot of discussion around whether that would be um, the cover would mm. have, it's, it's the WW colors. Yeah. The emblem is right there, and people know. I mean, but the truth is, he's only worked for WAW, I think, since 2014. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a very short period of time in his career, which I. It, his entire professional career has yes. been about treating people with obesity and overweight and yeah. focusing particularly on weight stigma. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and those were certainly the areas in the book about stigma and where do you get the negative images. Of yourself and equating your value with your appearance, your weight. You know, certainly it's like those are the those are the the chapters and and the points that really I was like, that's my song for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's a question: Do you think that people outside of the WW community would pick the book up off the shelf, seeing the WW logo on the front? I would like to think that they would. I, I would encourage people who, if they, I mean, if they wouldn't even open their mind to it, then nothing that he says, they've already made up their minds about yeah. what's going to work. Yeah. But I really think that if you are serious um, and you're committed to yourself about making changes in your life that mm -hmm. are going to be healthy for you for your mind, for your body, for your soul. You have to have an open mind. Mm -hmm. And you can't just say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. You can't have that, you know, that all or nothing thinking that he does talk about and that we've talked about in workshops and stuff. I would really hope that people would give it a chance and really think about words matter. We know that in the world outside, but mm -hmm. how we talk to ourselves and how we talk to our, our people, mm -hmm. those words really matter. And, and it has mattered a, a lot to how I view my own mm -hmm. weight loss journey for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. So I would really hope that people would give it a shot. I, I, I think if, I think for the first people that when they're going to look for a book, you would approach it in the same way, like, well, just because I don't shop at Whole Foods, do I want to read the book that's by the founder of Whole Foods and how that whole got, that got started, or mm -hmm. something about Amazon, mm -hmm. or any? It, it's the same. the The difference, I think, is is that when people think about WW, is that it's a different like their mind goes somewhere else. Like they're mm -hmm. thinking of something that's a, a strict. It's about the plan. It's a program. He's going to be selling that, which. That doesn't happen at all. It's like an mm. aside thing that he is the chief scientific officer for WW. Mm. This is where this is all coming from. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, it's not about the plan. No. Mm -hmm. And and further, he specifically says right portion. off the top, yeah. Yeah. this is not about telling you what to eat, how to yeah. eat, um, what you could or couldn't. It's mm -hmm. about changing the way you think about your relationship with food and the relationship you have with yourself. Mm -hmm. And and that's really the key. Mm -hmm. And so then here's the the maybe the follow-up question to that then and this is for both of you. If you were going to to buy a book about wanting to be healthier, wanting to change the way you're eating, wanting to change the way you're living, whatever it might be. And 
you picked this book up and you realized that it wasn't um, a, a here's how. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a eat these things, don't eat these things, do this, don't do that. It wasn't that book. Like, is that the book you would have been looking for? Or is this the book you would have been looking for? I guess is my question. This is the book I'd be looking for. I, I think so at this point. This me is too. The book I, and I, I think. Looking at. There was a point where, no, I just want you to tell me what exactly. to eat. But this, I'm not, I'm beyond that point. I'm not at that point anymore. Yeah. This and is, so yeah. when did that change? So f- for me, it definitely changed. I think it was like either 24. 14, 2015, when WW went to the three pillars. Okay. When when they started talking more about the, so the when, just not just the food, but more about the activity and also the mindset. The mindset. So so then would you say that when WW shifted its program to include the mindset aspect, yeah. that as WW shifted that, you were also able to sort of go with it? And, 100%. And what about for you, Steph? When did you sort of make the shift between what I need to be told right now is what to eat and what not to eat to what I need to be told right now is how to think and how to change the way that I'm thinking. I would say it's probably more recent for me, but I would still say within the last maybe four years, because I think I, I've realized, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you said over and over again, how, you read something and you go, oh yeah, that makes sense. And you, you tell yourself something, oh, that makes sense. And then you hear somebody else say it and yes. using different words and it's like, oh, oh right. Okay. So I was, yeah. I was yes. doing that. That yeah. is how I was thinking. Yeah. So I would say that, and I, it's because I think I've had a, uh, you know, I've, I've thought a lot about my relationship with food and weight and all through my life up and down. And I think that it's probably more in the last few years that I've gotten a much better um, relationship with my self-esteem, my body image issues, and then that has a different effect on the foods I choose, when I choose those foods, mm. why I'm choosing those foods, and um, what I want them to do for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I would say it's probably more recent, but definitely the whole, the adding of the mindset um, that, that it really, it seems so simple. It seems so deceptively simple, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things where, you know, the small goals, the small changes, you shift one word and that can change your entire day's outlook on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say it's more recent, but it's definitely changing of the, the way you think of using words in your life overall. And, and I think that the reason that I was, it was easier for me to make that shift or even consider it is because I was working for the company at the time. So yeah. that was what, otherwise, if I had to do it on my own, I mm. think that I would just thought about if it was hogwash. Yeah. yeah. Like, just like, uh, who cares? It's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Just tell me what to eat, yeah. you know, and I'm good. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that it's not because I think that for sure, it has a lot to do with my ability to maintain the weight loss mm-hmm. and also maintain the interest mm-hmm. in wanting to learn more um, and, and still make adjustments and shifts and not be stuck with, this is what I did to lose the weight and I'm just going to stay with this because this works. Mm-hmm. Learning more about my relationship with food, thinking more as what it's how it fuels me rather than you know, what I really just want to eat and I'll work around that somehow. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So 
I mean, yeah. it's come a long way. I mean, every iteration of points and everything. Like, I think back to when I first joined in, like, the last century of, like, you know, the slidey board of yeah. how to calculate your points. Fiber's and your friend. Baby. Fiber's your friend. <laughs> and, um, you know, mindset, you know, yes, there were anchoring tools and yeah. those kinds of things. But it wasn't, it was sort of like a, and this too. It wasn't, mm. no, this is... A yeah. major part of it. Well, and the tools at that time were, here is a tool you can use to better manage your food, yeah. right? Yeah. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast before and, and maybe in workshops as well, but one of the most vivid things that I remember from the first time I ever joined WW and I ever went to workshops, I remember our coach at the time leading us through a visualization activity. Mm. But, and so learning and learning that trick and learning that tool, um, having the resource of visualization in my back pocket has been really useful. And it's something that I, to this day, I use and use like to my benefit. Um, but it wasn't about the mindset. It was about here is a tool you can use to manage food in a situation because the, the, the idea was to visualize yourself going through that scenario mm -hmm. and what you were going to eat and what you weren't going to eat and where the food was going to be and what it was going to look like and what you were going to do. And so it was still very food centered, even though it was like an kind of an out of the box way of managing yeah, yeah. it. Right. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, weigh and measure your food. Right. It was something a little bit more woohoo-ish, you know, yeah, for, yeah. more esoteric for, I think. Yeah. for lack of a better word, but it was still food centered. Right. Yeah. And then I remember when I joined the second time, I remember that the big focus then was emotional eating, emotional mm. eating, emotional eating. And it was almost like that was for, as a member, my impression was that that was the first foray into mindset mm -hmm. work. Right. And at that time, it didn't, it didn't get me. Like, it didn't hook me. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just that I wasn't there and I, and I wasn't. Like, I know mm -hmm. now looking back that I wasn't at the point that I was ready to hear about mindset. But I also feel like maybe it was the way that it was being presented as well. Like, mm -hmm. because it wasn't being presented as mindset mm -hmm. and as the way that you think and as you know, your thoughts and your actions and your feelings are related. It wasn't presented that way. It was presented very much. And of course, this is my perspective and this is my memory as well. Mm, yeah. um, but it was very much presented as like when you eat emotionally, you know, or, or when you feel emotions, you often eat. When you eat emotionally, here's the problem, you know, like, and, and so, and I even remember my coach at the time would like, you know, say like, and I know like so-and-so and so-and-so, like the males in the group aren't going to be interested in this because we're talking about emotional eating. And I remember at the time being like, okay, first of all, why are you calling out like the two men that are in this group? Yeah. And second of all, like, I also don't eat emotionally. So what is your, pro like, what are you yeah. talking about? Like, this doesn't speak to me either. Now, I have since learned that, you know, quote unquote, emotional eating can include eating out of boredom, <laughs> which I definitely do, right and here. eating out of exhaustion, 
which I also definitely do. So it turns out I am an emotional eater. But at the time, it was very much like you, you know, you eat when you're sad, and yeah. I was like, okay, but I don't, don't. eat when I'm yeah. sad. You yeah. eat when you're angry. Yeah. If there is a time that I do not eat, yes. it is when I am yeah. angry. I clean. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I was like, this is like, this is not, you know, and also it was painted as like, this is what women do and not what men do. Like there were so many issues with it. And at that, I don't know if A, my recollection is wrong, which it easily could be. B, if my perception of what was happening was misguided, which it also easily could have been see if that was WW's take on it or if that was just this particular coach's take on it, yes. which it easily could have been. Like, so there are a lot of factors, but at the time it was like, mm, this is this is not for me. This is this yeah. is not it. I, I agree. So the, the whole emotional eating, whenever someone starts to think, well, well, I'm an emotional eater, so this happened. We're all emotional eaters. Mm -hmm. Emo and I think you're right, Henny, is the emotions that people would associate with eating in a certain way we're always when you're upset or when you're mad but we mm -hmm. eat to celebrate yeah we eat when we're bored mm -hmm. we eat we're always eating so mm -hmm. you know just because you don't you know if you're mad you don't overeat other people do binge yeah. when they do yeah. but then not everybody when they're bored <laughs> I thought you it. just said other people do bitch but you didn't you said no. other people do binge 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 <laughs> yeah. gotcha I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh I don't yeah. know you've ever called me that but okay <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the other thing also is when you said depends on the the coaches mm. take on it too and I think that that is also that has also come together and been more consistent with the messaging because mm -hmm. early days I mean anyone that's a coach has been a member yes they've had their own journey all of our journeys are very different yes and so we can only speak from our our own experience yes. to a point and the material that had been given or is, is shared now is much better than it was yes mm -hmm. yes so that even people that maybe haven't experienced that themselves are still able to mm -hmm. um communicate that yeah in a way that that it includes the majority so that it doesn't feel like so many people are thinking well that's not really me and i don't want to hear all about that person like the coach often would be all about them and their experience but if you don't relate to that you're like what am I? I'm not getting anything from this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I would say so. I've been, I've worked with WW for five years now. And even from the start to now, the amount of information that is shared with us and these resources that are given to us as coaches is, is it's tremendously more now than it was even five years ago. So yeah, I can imagine, imagine like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, how much different that would and, have been. And right? that is, you know, that. It totally, you know, when people, if that lines up with the whole idea of a, why does there have to be a program change? Or well, why are they always changing their program? Yeah. It's like, well, because the amount of research being done that it's not just about calories in and calories out. It's a whole, it's a holistic experience. It really is. And so when you have, um, you know, the amount of research that's being done and, you know, the number of resources that, that Dr. Foster refers to in the, mm -hmm. in the book, I mean, that's just a a pittance in the giant bucket of 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 research that's being done on obesity and overweight so yeah 
programs are going to change as science evolves mm -hmm. with respect to these specific issues. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised that the amount of information that you get as a coach now is so much more, but it's also so much more focused specifically mm -hmm. on specific pillars mm -hmm. and subcategories within those mm -hmm. pillars. Yeah. So yeah, things are going to change. I mean, isn't it true? Like nothing's going to change if nothing changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's just a given, yeah. you know, isn't there an expression like the only thing in life that doesn't change or no, the yeah, only thing that's like guaranteed or guaranteed. Yeah. There you go. Taxes. There you the go. Thing yeah, you can yeah. I knew on. I was yeah. messing that expression up, but I, <laughs> but I also knew that it was the right expression yes. for this moment. <laughs> okay. So talking about program changes, like why don't we jump into that? Because that was the other thing that I wanted to ask you about Steph was we've recently um, launched this new program, the Personal Points Program, WW. And so my question then for you is like, how has that been for you? What has changed? What hasn't changed? What um, What are you excited about? What were you nervous about? Just in general, what has the experience um, been? I'm still, you know, sort of like navigating my way through it um, only because I it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, I'm so glad that there's a change now because I was finding, I was getting a little bit bored. I was getting complacent and you know, you need a little bit of new car smell to get excited about stuff yeah. again. So, um, that was really exciting to me. So I, I'm not looking at the first couple of weeks as, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, lose a couple of pounds every week or I'm going to stay the same or whatever. And, and that wasn't the goal. It was, okay, what's the goal for the first few weeks? It's to, figure out what works for my life now mm -hmm. because what I eat now is different from what I was eating in the summertime because I'm realizing that I'm a very much a seasonal eater. And so I did the, the, the quiz several times because I realized that, well, no, these choices really don't reflect the kind of food that I would eat now or that I want to eat now. And so let's get this to where I what I really am interested in eating. And so that I think has been great. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm, I like it. I like that there's, and it's not trying to game the system. It's not about that at mm -hmm. all. It's not about manipulating the system. I mean, as it happens, you know, my most recent result ended up being that I have like the fewest number of points of all of the times that I did the, the quiz. So I've got like 17 points a day, but mm. it's like, that doesn't scare me. Mm, yeah. um, it doesn't phase me because I, I have so many other zero point foods. Um, I, I, it, I'm eating the foods that I like, which has always been the goal of any WW program. That's not, you have to eat fish three times a week. You have yeah. to eat, do this. You, it's like, no, eat what you love make smart choices and you will find, you will get results. And I've always been a big believer in the more you deprive yourself of something, the more you're going to want it, the more you're going to binge, the more you're going to go off the rails. And then it's another month of finding your rails again. Yeah. And it's really quite from a technical standpoint, blows my mind how personalized this most personal of programs has gotten. Like yeah. it is specific. Mm -hmm. So that is like really, man, that's a smart algorithm. Yeah. I think this, I, I just listening to you say like about it being a seasonal eater, I think that that's also an important thing to think about when you're taking the quiz. 
because coming out of the summer, we do eat differently. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, answering it based on like, what are the things that I'm like, that I, you know, choose this over this because I eat this most, but maybe going into the colder months, that isn't necessarily true. So then you get what you get and you're like, but I don't know, because now I feel like I'm going to eat more of this, mm -hmm. but do I really want that? Like, is that what I'm craving right now, you know? So going back and doing the quiz again is not cheating the system. Oh, no. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're only cheating yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's no system to cheat. No. If you're, if you're finding success and it's the right combination of foods mm -hmm. for you, isn't that what we want? Yeah. yeah. And so it may take a little bit more. I mean, I thought the first time I think I just wanted to be as honest as I could, but I also felt that there were questions where I was like, well, I, I don't eat some of this, like chicken. I, I don't normally eat chicken more than once a day. That's what I wasn't, I wasn't, or once a week, sorry. Mm. But then out of the choices, that was the one that I would say, okay, well, I, this is the best option for me. But now I am eating more chicken, but I'm like, do I really even want to eat more chicken? Mm. Not necessarily. Yeah. I think that is um, a challenge. Like, I think that's a challenge with the zero point foods. And when this episode comes out, it'll have been a couple of weeks ago, but a couple of weeks ago, we had a topic in the workshops that was about zero point foods. A few people who had been to workshops already in the week had said like, oof, like this topic is rough. Like there's nothing to say. Like it's zero, zero point foods or zero point foods. Like what are we going to say? But I think there's actually quite a bit to say about it, depending on how you, how you approach the topic. Because I think, and hearing you talk, Sandy, is exactly what I was thinking about when I was going through the workshops with my members is that I think sometimes we put zero point foods on a pedestal mm -hmm. and we believe that those are the foods that are better than any other food and that those are the foods that we should be eating at the expense of other things. Right. And, and I know that you and I, I think pre podcast mm -hmm. have had this conversation with each other, especially when a, f a couple of programs ago when freestyle yes. first came out. And that was the first time that a lot of our lean proteins were zero points. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden we found ourselves and I, and I say we, because yeah. I remember these conversations, mm -hmm. we found ourselves eating only lean ground chicken and only yes. eggs and only like only these foods. Mm -hmm. And then we weren't having mm -hmm. the extra lean ground beef that we would have had. We weren't having the, you know, whatever else it might've been that we yeah. would have had mm -hmm. because it was like, well, if I have this it's zero, but if I have this it's four points or five points or six points, yeah. but, and we had to sort of check with ourselves and check with each other to be like, okay, but, if you're going to enjoy this better or if you want to change, like that's why you have points. Like exactly, the points yeah. are still there to be used. Yep. Mm -hmm. The point of having zero point foods is to say, these are foods that are nutritious. These are foods that are good for you. And they might not be foods that you would choose if they were going to cost you points. Right. Mm -hmm. Therefore we make them zero to give you a little more like draw yeah. But all the other stuff is still good too. Yeah. And and I will say that certainly when things like for example, it's really important to me that beans, peas and legumes are zero. Mm -hmm. 
because I really enjoy, as you know, I, I love a black well, bean. It's got to be black bean and corn. Because, but, you know. but I also, like, I love a chickpea. I love a kidney bean. Yeah. I love a, like, I love all of that stuff. But I know that if I were counting points for those things, I would sell myself short yeah. Yeah. on those things. Right. So I would make a pot, like, imagine I would make a pot of soup or a pot of chili, yeah. and I would, like skimp out on those yes. uh, like I would skimp out on the beans in order to keep the points tally low yeah. but then I'm also missing out on the the fiber yeah. the nutrient the protein Holy. in the bean mm-hmm. I'm also not going to be as full because the the chili that I've just made for myself is not as hearty and then what did I really do by yeah. like yeah. skimping out on one yeah. point or two points exactly. like yeah. like it's and it's all a mind game it for is. sure yeah. but like that's the thing with the zero point foods is that they're they're really guiding us towards making these choices because there is something really appealing about well this is zero points like mm-hmm. so I want that because it's it's zero it's and zero so points. my daily that was 17 is still 17 you know yeah. but at the same time if I have 17 points or 20 points or 25 points or 28 points however many points I have I have those points yes. exactly and yeah. so if I want to have the thing that I really want to have, if it's a Reese's peanut butter cup and not some like no sugar added piece yes. of crap, yeah. oh, I'm going to enjoy that even more. Yeah. And you, you appreciate those. Yeah. And if I want the pork tenderloin, or Absolutely. if I want, yes. you know, or like, want the piece of salmon, or, or if I want yeah. the, the French, like I want yeah. the bread for yeah. the French yes, toast, like, you yeah. know, like that's what it's there for. Because the truth of the matter is, I mean, I don't know as our bodies necessarily need the Reese's peanut butter cup, although yeah. maybe they do. Well, I think yeah. once in a while it's a food group that needs to be counted on. <laughs> well, there, there are there are things yeah. in all these other foods that our bodies still need that too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. And so with the zero point foods, the, I had switched at one point. We, I would had been on blue and then I switched to green because I felt I was eating too much chicken and too many eggs mm-hmm. because they were zero. To the point where I thought, I'm actually eating more food. I don't think I'm hungry. Mm. Like, I think I'm eating it because it's a zero-point food, and I've got into a like a, a pattern of, of eating, and so then switched it up and realized, well, you know what? The yogurt and the fruit that you have first thing in the morning actually can almost get, that can get you to, some days get you to lunch or pass. Oh, yeah. Like, why am I eating food for the sake of eating food? Mm-hmm. So green helped me with that. Switching to this, now I'm seeing that, you know what, chicken, just because it's a zero point, I haven't mentally made the whole switch yet. Ah, So I don't, it hasn't really changed the way I'm eating, except for avocados. But now I honestly thinking I'm eating too much avocado. Okay. So, and anytime someone says, I think I'm eating too much of a zero point food, guess what? You probably probably are. You probably are eating too much. The other thing I see a lot of chatter with is... I owe my points are only this many. I only have this many points. And I've never used my weeklies or, and I've never used this. They're there to be eaten. Yeah. There is no, you get, there's no prize at the end of the week for having, well, I've earned this many, you know, activity points and, and weeklies and I, and I never no. use them. You, if you don't learn to use them, mm-hmm. 
you will get yourself into a bind. And the other thing is, is that your body will, will kind of go, you're not giving me enough fuel. Yeah. So I'm going to hang on to every last calorie you pour into me. Yeah. And that is going to show up on the scale. If yeah. the scale is your number one focus of how you're doing, yeah. that you're not going to lose or you're going to go up yeah. because you're yeah. not fueling your body properly yeah. for what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And often you will, you will get, you'll still make, you'll still be able to lose the weight but when you get to maintenance, if you have not played around with those weeklies, mm -hmm. it's going to be real, real tough to, to do that. Yep. And so I think that part of this change is making it so people need to start using them. Mm -hmm. I, I remember when the program, when it was just these um, fruits and veg were zero points, and I, mm -hmm. and, and I, I was leading a, a, a workshop in Hong Kong, and this woman you know, was like, I have 600 points I've, for this week that from activity and from I'm like what are you saving them for like a rainy day like I'm, I'm, like you can't <laughs> can't you take can't, them with you you can't go on a cruise in a month and like save up all of those points and yeah. and to me I'm like well what are you eating nothing fruits and vegetables yeah. well that's like, not that's, enough to fuel is, your body yeah that is not enough to fuel your body I mean at one point it was like I never really considered all of the nutrients that your body needs mm -hmm. and that how our bodies are really smart and will adjust until a certain point and then you'll start feeling different things your hair might start falling out mm -hmm. your skin is but you don't think that has anything to do with the food that you're eating mm -hmm. until you go and then someone says mm, I think it's because you don't have any fat in your diet oh yeah you know that's why you're constipated like mm -hmm. that's why your nails are all brittle that's why your hair is falling yeah. out you know that's why you feel so crappy mm -hmm. is because you don't haven't you know because fat was always the bad thing yeah. I mean it's been something right carbs oh no yeah. no carb no this no that at the risk of circling back to nonsense yeah. <laughs> please the first time that I was uh, following WW it was when fruit still had points so the only thing mm. that was zero were certain vegetables because yeah. even carrots had yes. points yep. at that time yep. and i i will tell you that my days were like i don't know what i would have had for breakfast like an apple or an orange for breakfast and then for lunch i would have had like broccoli and cauliflower done in the pressure cooker so broccoli and cauliflower mush mm -hmm. yeah. probably would have had a salad with some fat-free craft italian oh, dressing I'm, I, like my i'm salivating it so it sounds so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then at dinner i probably would have had some more broccoli and cauliflower with like a chicken breast or something mm -hmm. and then i would have had you know Pink popcorn, Pink popcorn, popcorn. licorice, <laughs> like some sort of candy thing in the evening. And that was my day, day in and day out for yeah. months. I had the worst gas. <laughs> it was awful. Like, yeah. Well, I guess if you're eating a ton of broccoli. So much, like so many oh. cruciferous, veg <laughs> cruciferous vegetables. Like that's all I was eating. And like, so, so gassy and so 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 smelly yeah. it was the worst anyway luckily i eat a much more balanced diet now yeah. my body is my digestive system is much happier with me yeah but yeah and i and listening to you say sort of what you ate i remember when when i um, first met you 
and you used to eat the majority of your points yeah like after eight o'clock at night yeah yeah and so it always used for an example because people are like oh no don't eat after six or don't eat this and that and i'd be like i know someone that's lost over 110 pounds uh. and she eats the majority of her points after eight o'clock yeah at night. Between, so, between eight and midnight that's when i for ate. some people it might not work but yeah. you can't blanketly no. say that it doesn't work like you have to figure out what works for your body yeah. you also need to figure out what like the pattern of eating that works with your lifestyle exactly mm -hmm. right you shouldn't have to quit your life to to live healthier no correct and correct. so it's good to get, listen to other people's advice or to read things about what other people are doing if what's happening with you is not working for you to try it but it doesn't mean that if you're happy with what's happening right now that you need to sort of fit into someone else's you know plan mm -hmm. yeah. Um, because that's not what this is about and especially now that it's gone to the personal points it's it's just leading it's making it easier every single time there's a new iteration it just makes it easier for you to make changes without this massive change yeah when we do too much too soon that's when the wheels fall off yeah. of us right so Steph is if there was like one thing that you could have told yourself pre WW or pre this last bout with WW, like to sort of prep yourself or get yourself better, better set up or like, I don't know, like is, is there something that you would go back and sort of, I need this in my mind sooner? I think, I mean, it's really hard to say. Yeah. I, I think really the big, the big thing for me is, and it's, you know, I think, I can't remember which chapter it is in, in the shift, but being kind to yourself. Mm. And so what does that look like for you yes. now? Like for what me, does being kind to being yourself kind look like? Being kind to myself, it's really, I have taken out the judgment words out of my food choices, my life. I am, you know, a, a glass half full kind of girl that overflows. Mm -hmm. um, so my, my, the words, I don't have, oh, I shouldn't eat this or I shouldn't eat that. It's not a good food or a bad food. It's just food. Mm -hmm. It's, there's no cheating. It's treating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I like that. Oh, too. Oh. I mean, because what well, we've talked about oh, exactly. this ad nauseum on the podcast, yeah. we hate the uh, the idea of cheating. You yeah. you cheat on a spouse, you cheat on yeah. a test. That infers judgment, and it's yeah. like we already have enough judgment in our lives as it is, depending on our social media, mm -hmm. from outside influences, from family influences. We are always our own harshest critics. So I think it's really, really important that you take as much judgment out of the words or the foods that you associate mm -hmm. with um, to make choices that are good for you then. And that's yeah. not to say, oh, well, I'm going to be, uh, my, my idea of being kind to myself is, oh, I'm going to eat this chocolate bar. It's like, no, that's not what it's about. It's mm -hmm. not about giving yourself a pass. It's about, you know what? I just feel like today is a day where I need to sort of take the pressure off of hitting all of the check marks as far as protein, 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 fruit, fruit, veg, veg, veg. Mm. And it's like, no, I'm going to have something that I wouldn't normally have today because that's just what my mind, my heart, and my body needs. Yeah. 
and and being okay with that yeah. like that is totally okay mm-hmm. one meal does not screw up a week or a yeah. month it's one meal or it's one snack don't kill yourself over that think about all of the successes that you've had mm-hmm. and you know don't focus on the metal box like that's just one thing don't make it the be all end all and i've really gotten away from that big time okay so that was going to be my follow-up question because you mentioned the scale earlier in the podcast and now it's come up again yeah and um and so i'm curious to know what is your relationship with the scale what has it been what what is it currently and what do you see for it in the future i use it as a i use it as um just another marker it's just another way of checking in it's not how did i do today and like oh my god i i went up or i only went down this or whatever or i stayed the same it's like oh Sometimes it's like, oh, well, I guess chocolate was going extinct and I'm doing my part to save it. <laughs> so uh, this, is a, uh, this is a good reality check for yeah, me. And yeah. that's how I, I really, I, I use it as, as a, a reality check. Am I on track for what I want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Or is this, oh, okay, it's time to rein things in. And that's fine. And I don't, and again, another thing that I really liked about what Dr. Foster was saying is like, are setbacks obstacles no they're opportunities mm-hmm. the big time i don't i big believer that that uh setbacks are opportunities to to get back on the on the train mm-hmm. it's a learning experience it's yeah. only a mistake if you keep doing the same thing yeah. and expecting a different result exactly. you know no it's it's an opportunity so the scale is not my enemy the scale is just a it's like a measuring cup or a measuring spoon of which I have many um, it's just another tool mm-hmm. and it's not it it imposes no judgment I don't I took the judgment away when I decided I was not going to define myself by the number on the scale anymore mm-hmm. it's it's not mm-hmm. it's just like oh okay rain in the chocolate or whatever yeah. it, but it's not my my be-all end-all yeah. It can't and, be. And are you a daily wear, no. a weekly wear, a monthly wear? Weekly. Weekly. I'm weekly wear, and I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. I also, as as yes. I think everyone knows, I'm a weekly wear. And, and Sandy you know is a twice day. daily. I am twice a day. And, and <laughs> yeah. you know, it's okay. And but that's I mean, okay. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But that works for you. And, yeah. and I don't necessarily think that if you weigh yourself more often, that means you have, like, I don't think you have a different relationship with the scale than no. I do. No. 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 It's a check-in. Yeah. yeah. No, when I... I mean, there was a point in my life where that would dictate how I was going to eat for the day. Mm -hmm. Right. And it no longer does. I mean, there are times when, especially, you know, if I've been on vacation, well, I I know because the one thing that I heard Dr. Foster once say was that when you are out for the night, when you're at a wedding, when you are having something, it's it's not a bad food. It is you're eating outside of your regular eating pattern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so vacations are meant for that. Yeah. You know, like going out with friends can mm. include that. It doesn't always need to be, but mm. it, it is something that's different. And and so now I know, like there are times when I'll get on the scale and I'll be like, well, okay, yeah, but it's a weekend. So I know on the weekend we've probably gone out for a burger. I've probably had um, like one piece go sour, um, you know, and... And whatever. Yeah. And that's okay because Monday morning is going to reflect. It's going to look different. But it's because I've eaten different foods. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that that number is because it, that it's permanent for no. one thing. Yeah. 
Big time. It's just that that's and that pattern of eating, you consume more food, which I think a lot of people do is they do eat differently on the weekend. Yep. So mm-hmm. you cannot expect what happens on a Monday morning or a Friday morning to be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because because and if and there's nothing wrong with that either. No. No. Right? You don't have to eat the same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out what you're okay with, what your body will tolerate also. Mm-hmm. Because we could eat the same, all three of us could have the same menu mm-hmm. and be diligent with making sure we're eating it all the same and we'd have a very different result. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, so last thing before we wrap up. Um, what is the best thing that you've sort of picked up along the way with your your weight loss, your weight maintenance, your health journey as far as yeah, just in general. Like what what's your maybe your favorite thing or maybe the the most healthy thing? I would or... say surrounding myself with people who get me and get the journey and if they're not part of the journey that they might be curious about it. Mm-hmm that they are, my sister I think of, she's she's never had a weight issue or anything, but she is just mind blown in the summertime when I would go up to the cottage with all of these like one point muffins that I would make and mm. she'd be like, it's made her read labels differently. Okay. It's made her be conscious of what she's eating and she would ask, oh, is this better or is that? I was like, hey, nothing is better or worse. It's what works for you and what's part of your life, what works for your life. And I mean, really, one of the best things is that I met two people who let me (laughs) worm myself into their lives um, over the past uh, year and a half. And uh, I am forever grateful at that word, featured prominently last week. <laughs> so I am grateful for those those two particular people in my life. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I know for a fact that I'll look back on, um, you know, the time during COVID as that, that will also be like the thing that I think, you know, of all the things that people feel that they've lost out on or mm-hmm. haven't been able to have is that I can look back on that and say, you know, I've had, I had the opportunity to meet to meet Steph, which was just virtually, mm-hmm. and yeah. then actually in real life, which mm-hmm. is which is a bonus, um, and that you know our relationship has also changed and evolved during all of that, mm-hmm. um, and and opened I mean opened things up to think of myself differently, but also the support that I've been able to mm-hmm. get. You yeah. know, um, even though we don't live in the same place, we. Yeah. You know that doesn't matter. I think that sometimes people shut themselves off from that. Yeah, yeah, right. Because of that, they don't they don't think that they can gain they, that they're going to get anything from that. Yeah, um, and which is completely wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I think we shut ourselves off from the potential of connections with people for a lot of different reasons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because geographic location, so we just assume well that can't happen. Yeah, um, you know, an assumed age difference. Yeah. So then we think, well, this person's too young or that person's too old or we can't, you know, or, you know, whatever that might be. Like, mm-hmm. you know, an, a, a belief that you might not have commonality, you know, like I know for me, and I mean, I've been 
quite open about this, especially in the WW circle, that I really believed for a very long time that no one knew my experience and no one had my experience. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't have my exact experience, that we couldn't possibly connect. Yeah. And like, and, and so, and so much of that was such false thinking. Yeah. Well, right? it's so funny because I know I've said to both of you at different times, it's like, oh my God, were we separated at birth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we could not be more different yeah. in many ways. And yet we are so similar in so many. Yeah. So it, it's it's really interesting how um, hashtag thanks COVID has yeah. you know <laughs> sort of brought that to light. Yeah. yeah. Well, Steph, it was such a delight to have you here with us today. Thanks for having yeah. me. So fun. I mean, so fun to record in person. Yes. Um, but also. I mean, really fun to have a guest, too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I gotta say, Henny, I'm a little disappointed that I couldn't sit in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that we had talked about that as a possibility. Yes. <laughs> but this is lovely. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for having and me. And Sandy, we'll yeah. chat next week. We will chat next week, and so we're going to say um, goodbye. Um, have a great week, and we're going to go and enjoy a walnut crunch. Yes! yes. Uh, Ha, 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 ha.